Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is Bonafide Talk. We've got a very special episode tonight for you guys. Really looking forward to it. As always, I'm joined by Brian Edwards. We got Blake Manzer. We got Cameron Campbell. Say hey, fellas. Hello. What's up, guys? Oh. So, like I said, tonight is very special. For those of you watching our live stream, we have a co-host tonight, Griffin Brewster. Say hey, Griffin. How's it going, guys? Thanks welcome for having so, the podcast. Welcome. We are uh, we're really glad to have you. So for those of you who don't know Griffin, um, if you know him, you love him. Griffin is my roommate, my pledge brother. Um, we have shared many experiences together at, uh, Ole Miss. Um, true. we've had many late nights talking about music. Uh, we've shared many, uh, uh, shitty beers and, you know, he's put me on a lot of IPAs. I mean, we've got lots of, uh, lots of memories together. So he's got a lot of interesting perspective. Um, we're going to talk tonight a lot about music. Um, as Griffin will tell you, he has a, uh, very, um, he has a sweet spot for music. He's going to clue you in a little. I don't want to spoil anything, so I'll leave it there. But uh, Griffin, why don't you uh, tell the crowd a little bit about yourself and what you've got going on on your end? So what's up, guys? Uh, you know, I'm Griffin. I'm a 23-year-old boy from Mobile, Alabama, coming to school at Ole Miss, uh, meeting great friends like Garrett and getting to meet a couple other, a couple other of the guys on this podcast like Brian and Blake and Nice to get to talk to you, Cameron. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, it's just been a really, really good go with the last four years of college and made a lot of friends. And now I've been just screwing around, making some music, which has been really fun. Uh, started playing guitar when I was in high school, and now I've gotten into producing a lot of stuff. So it's been a lot of fun to get away. Where Garrett and I both were accounting majors. So we did not have a very good time for the majority of college, but we're, we're at a good point right now. And any free time I have, I'm trying to make some music and just relax and be creative instead of just counting numbers all the time. So it's nice to be able to come on and talk to you guys about music or wh whatever else and just kind of let loose for a little bit. Cause I was in the library for eight hours today. So Jeez. it's really nice to just, get out of there and do that but yeah thanks for having me on you guys yeah, um, you're no still problem. in undergrad right because you're technically you're younger than us uh so technically yes but i am in grad school so I'm oh you're in grad school right okay now. yeah yeah are you doing I'm mac fifth year right now uh, i'm doing i'm yeah i'm doing mac uh had the opportunity to do data analytics and that sounded too hard so i just went straight for the regular mac stuff <laughs> yeah no that's a solid route um kpmg right yeah yeah uh oh did yeah an internship with kpmg in houston uh over the winter and uh luckily by the grace of god got a job offer so <laughs> looking forward right. to moving to houston after grad school and 
that'll be exciting. But you know, I don't want to be an accountant. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> on it. So Absolutely. We're just taking it day by day and trying to make it through so that I can have a good looking resume and hopefully things pay off. Yeah. So, um, as, as Griffin mentioned, you know, um, he kind of, he kind of glossed over it a little bit, but he's been playing music for a long time, playing guitar. And, uh, Griffin is definitely the guy who, you know, late night we'd get home from the bars. We'd have, you know, friends over, have some ladies over whatever. And Griffin would be like, uh, yeah, no, uh, I play guitar you know, like purposefully dropping it, you know, and then he'd go into the room and he'd bring out the guitar and he'd start uh, shredding some tunes a little bit, just absolutely on purpose. He was that guy. Um, you're right absolutely so, I mean, get lying out of your ass right now. That was never me. <laughs> you wish, I was dude. not the guitar. Uh, That's he, not me. Um, so another story, I'm a huge Eagles fan, one of my favorite bands, especially American bands. Um, and... Um, Oh shit, dude! I'm blanking on the on the name of the song right now. Would you perform at um one of these nights? One, one of these, these nights, okay. Yeah. So Griffin was practicing for a uh, philanthropy event. You know, you're entering bands can like enter into the event, and then like whoever gets the loudest cheers at the end of the night wins the competition. Um, so anyway, he was practicing like all week or weeks, however long it was. I swear to God, I. W- I was listening to him practice so much that I cannot listen to one of these nights like anymore. Like he was, I can't the, either. The, the, I'm there. The guitar him. rift, like he was, he would be in the room like doing that that rift, and every time I hear that, I'm like, oh, like I just that song will never be the same to me. But that's part of music. It's it is repetition. It's grind. Um, and I definitely learned that from being around you. So again, tonight's gonna be very uh, music heavy. Um, Griffin, why don't you tell? our audience and the co-host a little bit about um why music's so timely right now you've got something coming down the pipe a little bit don't you wait before we get into that aren't we skipping the main part of the intro you know i'm getting a little thirsty okay. over here i was hoping you right, yeah <laughs> i'm a little fellas. thirsty dude i just started to fellas. crack mine open <laughs> i've been <Okay>. waiting <laughs> stay yeah, thirsty my co-host cameron Please, what are you drinking on over there? You know, I went and picked up myself. You know, you guys know I love IPAs. I went and picked up the Terrapin Survival Kit, and they got the new Terrapin Cryosphere. Huh. Uh, so Ooh, I'm going to try this okay. one. Damn, that looks good. And uh, it's uh, – we'll see. Is it pithy? Hey. Huh? Is it pithy? No, nah, I didn't say anything about pithy. <laughs> let's see. Let's – what kind of uh, what kind of terrapin is it like? Is it uh? Ooh, pretty good. It's an IPA. Okay, just but like it's, uh, that's, that's all you got for it's me. It's definitely not pithy. Um, <laughs> it's an IPA. Though. It's like a new one. This well, is it's, a white. Uh, it's um, they use a state of the art hop product called Cryo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> interesting. Actually, no, that is interesting. Okay. Wait. Cryo. Never mind. Uh huh. Yeah. Is that like cryogenics or something? I really don't understand what that means. So both the hop. brewing and dry hopping of this beer, highlighting the unique cryogenic process. Hmm. Interesting. Cool. It's pretty good, Science. you know, but it's definitely just an IPA. Right on, Blake. What you got? All right. So even though the uh, the news over the past week hasn't been that that great, mm. I'm still <laughs> still repping the old Trump koozie. Um, hey, it's still in, up in the, the air. Inside said cr- Trump koozie. All right, so I uh, I was at the local Bilo today, 
and I was just trying to find the most obscure beer I could possibly find, and so I found the Loose Cannon IPA. Literally wow. don't know a single thing about it, um, but it's an IPA, 7.25% alcohol. Um, it's got a cool little picture of some like good. exploded hops on there. Uh, yeah, so that's what I'm drinking on tonight. All right, Beast, Brian, the old what happens to beer? You ask every week as if it's going to be a different response. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this is good. It's always slightly different. Dude, we should make a pretty much and get same. some, you know, sponsorship. I think Classic City. Uh, okay, Creature's big, quick. but I don't know how big their Instagram is. Maybe we get some uh, cases our way. You know, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Fellas, so I I learned something about Athens beer this weekend that blew my mind. Okay, I think y'all probably know about this. So, um, Avengers Endgame. Okay. One of the greatest movie scenes of all time is when they walk in on Thor and Thor is playing Fortnite. He's hanging out with uh, with Rock, Rocky or whatever that dude's name is. And he's fat as hell and he's just crushing beers. and He's got like empty kegs, like filling up the room. Tropical, and I did not really, I did not realize this, but he was drinking creature comforts, which is what Brian has oh. been humping since yeah, he was. the first he was episode drinking. of the podcast. <laughs> Three different yeah. scenes. You're, you're thinking oh, of Korg, by the way. Yeah. Korg is the rock guy. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, in, anyway. The, the, what are you drinking? Yeah. All right. So I, I was hoping we'd get here. Uh, so this is, <laughs> this is a favorite of mine. This is uh, the Susie B Blonde Ale, uh, Southern Prohibition Brewing in uh, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Uh, I was waiting to crack into this until i started talking so very excited about that but yeah it's a solid solid beer I, honestly it's one of me and my dad's favorites and we've been drinking it for i'm 23 so we've only been drinking it for two years now <laughs> nice <laughs> there we go <laughs> oh boy. i mean it, yeah it's a favorite for sure it's it's really smooth it's really easy to drink it's delicious awesome nice. love it um hey um so, did you guys hear about Sweetwater by any chance this week? Sweetwater was in the news. Blake, you want to share a little bit what you heard? Uh, so, I, I just read a headline, but uh, I know they were bought by, a, I, I believe it was a Canadian cannabis company. Yeah. that That's the wow. extent to what I know, but okay. yeah. Okay, so I, I will add just a little bit more details because I don't know much more. So, basically, um, Sweetwater brewing company which is based right here in atlanta for it's been a staple for a couple decades and it's a national brand now um was sold to afria who is a canadian cannabis company like you said 300 million dollars um wow but it's kind of it's kind of interesting though like i don't think there's ever been a deal before for like like alcohol and like pot combining so like this is really interesting going forward but um what that tells me though just like based on intuition is like it's probably pretty likely they're making a bet that pot is going to be legalized in the u.s in the coming years so just something to watch um close to heart close to the segment just with it being um atlanta based and ipas you know whatever well i think uh just a, a little bit more on that i think also whatever company owns um fuck what is the beer uh corona Corona beer. Um, I'm pretty sure the company that owns that merged with some cannabis company, uh, maybe like two years ago. Ooh. I want to say. Corona tastes like weed sometimes. 
Uh, maybe. Definitely smells. Does it? Corona definitely yeah. smells like pot. It's 100%. Nope. That is that's a stinky beer, for sure. <laughs> stinky. Um, yeah, it's Canopy it, is the, the name of the company that, oh, that merged yeah, with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. just a little, little addition to that. Um, but yeah, something just uh, to watch out for. And it makes sense, Sweetwater, just because they have that like um, you know, 420 obviously, and then like they have that whole uh, like variety pack of beers that are like Kush themed, like Mango Kush Pale Ale or whatever. Um, anyway, so just something to keep an eye out for. Just pretty interesting. So anyway, bef- we'll get back into kind of what we were talking about before, talking about um, music. And Griffin, you've got something coming up, coming down the pipe a little bit. So why don't you uh, share with the audience what you've got going on? Yeah. So. Uh... Excited to announce. Well, I announced it on Instagram earlier this week, but uh, I have a song coming out on Friday to all streaming platforms. It's called Half Past Gone, uh, and it's featuring my buddy Centrell, uh, Khalil Martin, who is an incredible singer. He's phenomenal, and he's got this like great voice for the R&B genre, and it's something that I've never really worked on before. So it was really like it was a learning experience for me to come in and make something like this. I'm used to rock, alternative, like indie stuff. So R&B was not something I'd ever really touched before. And uh, we'd been chit-chatting for, I want to say like a couple months, just like he, him saying, let's get together and me saying, oh yeah, okay. And uh, we finally got together and he started singing for me. And I was like, oh my God, you've got an incredible voice. So I was like, let's just go ahead and lay something down. And I started playing this small three chord riff. Uh, Excuse me. And he started writing down lyrics right away. It took him about 20 minutes to write down the first verse and the chorus of the song. It was incredible. I'd never seen anybody write like that before. And I was just playing the same thing over and over again. Ended up putting it on loop on whatever music software I was using. And he started singing and i was like holy shit you've got it going like this sounds incredible so it was really exciting to get to work on that with him and it only took us two nights of recording to get it all completely finished so nice. yeah, i mean it was it was two like four-ish hour nights but he he had the it was all working it was basically me on the other nights working on the music behind it because he finished writing right away. I mean, he was so quick with it. The next day, he texted me and was like, yeah, I went ahead and just finished the rest of the song. So wow. he sent that to me. And uh, what we played at the intro was actually just the bridge of the song towards the end of it. And that's it's the only part of the song where you hear any vocals of mine where mm. I just I did this cheesy British accent. And... Uh, I thought, oh, that 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 works really well into where this song is going right now. So you didn't get to hear any of his stuff, and I did that on purpose because I want to wait until Friday for everyone to be able to hear it at the same time because it's just incredible. He's got an amazing voice, and mm. yeah, we've got a lot more stuff coming up. Actually, he's this this man's got like ten to fifteen songs already written, and I just have to put music to him. Wow! So you said this song specifically is coming Friday, right? Yes, yes. This song is the first single, and we want to have an EP out maybe before the end of the year. That's asking a lot. Uh, cool. Within within the next few months, 
for sure. Okay. And forgive my ignorance. So can you kind of break down what the difference is between, you know, just having one song, one hit that you just push out versus an EP versus an album, like just kind yeah. of break it down for the yeah, normal so, Spotify so, listener. Yeah, absolutely. So basically a single is the song that you want everyone to listen to that will come from your album or your EP. It's basically kind of what you think is the, the most listenable song, the most, like ear catchy kind of song like radio song yeah exactly uh and that's how most that's how most musicians do it now and something that's happened recently in the last like 10 or 15 years is artists are putting out so many singles that that's filling up like the majority of the album and no one's listening to their whole albums through anymore because all their good songs are the singles and it's like nobody has that time to listen through to the entire thing anymore now with an ep that's like i think it's like four to six songs four to six maybe. yeah that's what i was thinking yeah uh so it, it's it's like half or more than half of a regular album and it's just four songs you want to get out there like and i know in my case and a lot of new musicians who are just releasing songs uh putting out a single isn't necessarily the song of the ep or whatever because we haven't made anything else yet you know we have this is the first song that me and khalil have made together so uh we we don't know if this is the best one we're ever gonna make we don't know if it's the worst one we're gonna make mm. so that's why i'm excited to get together with him and do some more stuff uh we have a lot of work to do in the upcoming months uh and i've got i've got a lot of school and studying for the CPA and mm -hmm. stuff. So I'm, I'm going to have a lot less time to yep. uh, work on music. But any free time I have, I usually go in and just try to make like a beat or two, sometimes even three if I get home from the library a little early and have some free time on my hands. But yeah, so, I mean, it's a crazy process. Yeah, definitely. Um, digging a little deeper in that process, I know I'm crying a lot. Um, so oh, please do. when you say... You want to like make an EP or an album from your point of view, like what does that creative process looks like, look like, like, do you have a sound or a specific theme yeah. in general that you plan out from the album and then make songs according to that? Or is it just like randomized or what does that look like? See, that's, that's something that we're kind of figuring out along the way. We, uh, we've gotten this first song done. And we're trying to decide if we want to stick to this same sound or if we want to kind of diversify what we sound like. And it's it's going to take a lot more time working, I guess, in the studio, which is just my bedroom. Uh, and doing doing just like countless hours of working through sounds. Like I know we've already talked. We really like how we like how the song leads out and how it could lead into an interlude to another song or could lead into a completely different sound. So in something like an EP or an album, you'll see a lot of times that they have interludes within the album that are like 15, 30, 45 seconds that are just placements in between two songs or connectors really. And so we're, we're trying to figure out how we want to move forward. And a lot of that is just going to have to be, constant communication between me and Khalil and 
as as a producer because i don't have a voice i'm not singing so i'm excited to have somebody on my tracks that can sing uh i'm always open well, apparently to- you got a good uh british accent at least <laughs> yeah you're not hearing me singing british though that's for sure <laughs> oh, we have shit. uh I mean, like as a producer, I, I love working with other people too, but like, since like, as soon as Khalil walked in the room, we had such a close connection. He's a friend of mine that I've known since the summer before freshman year of college that I hung out with all the time. And, mm. uh, like as college started, we just kind of lost touch a little bit. We, we saw each other here and there. He actually works at the Walgreens. He's a pharmacy major, uh, and he is doing pharmacy work at the Walgreens here in Oxford. So when I go and pick up medicine or whatever, I see mm-hmm. him and it's like a pleasant surprise to see him. So we finally got together <laughs> and I just like was blown away by what he could do. So I'm like I said, I'm really looking forward to everybody hearing his voice and all the work that he put into this song. And I, I think that I think that y'all are going to like it. So when you guys are recording a song. Yeah, for sure. Do you do you have any of the like. um underlying sounds playing in the background like beneath you playing the guitar and him singing or is it just like you playing the guitar and and him singing like how does it all come together to be like a finished product so that's where a lot of the inner workings come in that's a lot of the me on my own away from everything else like usually me between like 8 p.m and midnight or one or two depending on how awake i am uh He'll, like I said, he was only he only recorded he only came over for two days. It took two days to have that song finished and recorded. And on the second day, we re-recorded everything, all of his vocals. Garrett okay. heard an early version of it, and it's completely different now than it was then. So, and since getting this new microphone, it's been huge for like you know vocal quality and whatnot. And uh, it's just it's just been a very interesting process because when I'm alone, I have all these different sounds that I want to go into it playing in my head. And I like have to pick and choose what I want. Cause otherwise it's just going to get all jumbled up. Mm-hmm. And so I really enjoy just fiddling around really with sounds and figuring out what I like. And with, with this song with half past gone, what I did was I started with that guitar riff, like I said, and he wrote to that. I threw that on a loop, so it was just playing over and over again for him to write to for the verse and the chorus and whatever. And then as soon as he left, I started thinking, all right, how can I layer these sounds together to sound better and to make his voice sound better and to make the entire song flow easier? So what I would do, I think the first instrument I added was a piano, uh, just as like a backing sound for the chords to the guitar. And then I added a little synth toned down on top of that so that it could layer with the piano and almost make the piano not sound like a piano, you know? Hmm. And so it it really wasn't until like maybe 60% of the song being completed that I even thought about making any kind of drum beat or anything. And in the song, you can hear this ticking sound that I thought meshed well Hmm. with the theme of the song with the the half past like you know timing and it was it was a sound that i found online that i use and it was actually pressing play on a cassette player that i slowed down and i put a lot of reverb and echo on to sound like a ticking clock 
So that that was something really cool that I was really interested in. And then I just added this, like this 808 bass and uh, like this kick drum that gave it like this thump. And it, it ended up carrying the vocals really well. So I stuck with that. And really, that was pretty much just it. I mean, I added some layering guitar stuff on top of the original. Uh, I had what I wanted to be kind of an acoustic sound that I actually played on the piano. So you're going to hear the main overlay guitar in the song. That it, It's actually just me playing it on the piano. <laughs> it's, not, it's not actually the guitar. The guitar is all kind of in the background. Huh. So I, I wanted it to be cleaner and mesh well with the tempo of the song, and I was having trouble getting that with the actual guitar, so that's why I switched over to the piano. And that was pretty much it. Yeah, that's that's how that whole thing got put together. Cool. All right, so so what I'm interested in is, like, okay, I know a lot about music, but I know nothing about music theory. Um, I think that's kind of the difference between, like, how musicians are able to kind of, like, find their niche and, and – I serve more as a listener. So what I'm curious about is, okay, deciding where the soul of a song is. Okay. I think it's, I think it's twofold in my mind. I would say it's either the riff or the title. Really? You um, can you explain what riff is? Song. Excuse my. Yeah. So, yeah. Explain that. Well, I, Garrett, you probably have a pretty good understanding of this too, as a music aficionado that you are. Uh, Dude, look I at mean, this the, the riff is basically <laughs> typically typically a riff is kind of like the leading sound of the song. So, in like "Can't Stop" by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, is the dun 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 dun. Like that's how it's it's the mm. melody that yep. carries throughout the entire thing that's stuck. In your oh, head. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That makes sense. So, like in my opinion, yeah. I think that's kind of like the, what makes a hit. You know what I mean? Like, like the songs, it, it just it just sticks in your brain. It's catchy, and then it just carries out throughout the entire song. And it just, I don't know. I I just I think that's really the soul of a song. But I wanted to ask you about the song title because like. You know, you talked about the process. I think the process is really cool because, you know, you said you started with a riff and then the lyrics came next and then everything else just kind of followed. So, like, how did you pick the theme of, like, how the song was going to go? Like, Half Past Gone, talk about, like, how you chose the song title and, you know, how, I guess, how that kind of came together. Like, the lyrics and just the theme of the song and all that kind of stuff. So honestly, that might not be a very good question for me. That that's more of a mm. Khalil question because he was, he was the main writer of the song and he had the emotions and the lyrics going at the time. But while I was sitting there watching him write it and like I wasn't doing anything because I had already put the guitar on a loop for him to write over. And so he just sat there and scribbled and scratched and found what he wanted. And I don't know if it was something that he had preconceived like this was an idea that he already had kind of in his head or if this was something that just popped into his head right away but the the guitar riff that i was doing was uh what we call like in music seventh chords so it's they're like major chords which is kind of what you hear in a lot of pop songs but mm. almost diminished 
to where they have this smoother soul to them. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Uh, I don't know if y'all know Alan Stone is a good example of this. Mm -hmm. uh, he like in Why Georgia or not Why Georgia in uh, Georgia on my mind. Uh, he did that really well, and in a couple of his other songs, uh, John Mayer does it all the time. It, it's a really soulful, like, chord placement on the guitar that makes it sound almost like not full, but just I don't know. It, it's so much different than playing a full chord. It sounds really clean, especially with this R and B sound. And that's something that I play all the time. When I pick up a guitar, the first thing I do is play that way. And so right when he got here, that's exactly what I did. Play the usual. I, I, I think that I played a, uh, what was it? It was an F, F major seven. It was a E minor seven and then a B minor seven or maybe a B flat seven. I don't remember, but it was, it was a fun progression to do. And it was really easy for me. It was just like a finger pick for the guitar, uh, which usually sounds a lot better on the acoustic, but I don't have my acoustic mm. here with me. So I just played it on the electric and he was able to write to it really well, which was great. Yeah. So um, real, real quick, B, let me just make this point. So you talk, you talk about the story about like you and Khalil kind of coming back together and that's just like a perfect, like analogy for music and how it just brings people together it's kind of like sports in a way where like you know people can just come together on on shared music taste they can come together on you know things they like things they don't like um and then also the collaboration process you know it's so important because having different you know ears different eyes on a song um and being able to kind of use two different brains put them together to create something like y'all created really cool process and uh I think that's awesome. Sorry to cut you off, B. I just wanted to share that real quick. No, you're good. I'm just, you know, question master tonight. Got so much uh, stuff popping <laughs> yeah, up dude, my head. I love the questions. Uh, this is stuff that I don't really get to talk about, so I'm excited to – because it makes me mm. think. Because I'm not right. – since I don't usually talk sure. about this, it's me totally coming from the heart. Yeah, definitely. So this is going to be kind of multifaceted, so I'll try to keep it as concise as possible. Um but just wondering what your thoughts are on starting up your own music. So as we know, like as any real industry is like, it's, it can be pretty saturated. You know, there's a lot of people trying to pump out their stuff um, and really develop, you know, their sound that they attribute to their music. Um, so how for you, like, do you have a sound that you just kind of identify? You're like, yeah, that's me or like maybe it's a genre or something like how do you categorize like your music and you know staying true to the sound that you want but at the same time trying to you know not be like everybody else does that even make sense yeah no that does and that's a great question i uh that's something that's changed with me probably yearly if not every half of every year uh I mean, my genres changed so frequently. When I first started playing guitar, the Red Hot Chili Peppers were my favorite band. I wanted to make that mm -hmm. kind of rock alternative sound just like them. I was terrible at guitar at the time, but that was all I wanted to play. And as I evolved in my taste in music, it, especially as a guitar player, 
because uh, that's what I started with. You know, I didn't know any other instruments before I played guitar. Uh, I started to find like incredible guitar players like Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, Jimi Hendrix, and then John Mayer, who for me is one of my biggest influences as a guitar, which obviously he's not a lot of people's first choice as one of the best guitar players, but he's he's absolutely incredible at improvising. And if you've ever seen him live or if you ever watched one of his live shows on YouTube or whatever, you'll see that he can just tear into whatever he's got i mean he plays for the grateful dead now so that really? takes a, that, that says a lot about the guy for him to that. be able to go and jump in on the grateful dead for them to be able to offer that mm. to him i mean you've got to be a one hell of a guitarist to take that place and so his his improvisation is probably one of my biggest influences because when i sit around and play all i'm doing is improvising and then when i hear something i like i'm thinking okay, that, that's something that I can put into a song or record. I've probably got a hundred different recordings on my computer of five seconds of just a guitar riff. I mean, like, and then I completely forget about them or move on because I found something better. And so it, it's something that evolves over time. And in the last few years, I've had a bit like Tame Impala has been a huge influence for me, which I never would have thought that psychedelic kind of sound would be my kind of thing. But it's been, I mean, the way Kevin Parker does it as a producer now, as someone that makes a lot of music, being able to see one guy go in and record every single instrument for the entire album, for every song on an album is like, mm -hmm. that's so influential to me because all I want to do is make music. I mean, like every free second I have that I'm not writing in a book, I'm wanting to make music. And Kevin Parker has just really shown that all it takes is just one guy learning the right things to be able to create perfect sound. So that, that that's huge for me. And then Frank Ocean, who's my, who's another one of my mm. favorites of all time. Uh, he's not necessarily a producer, but his sounds are always just meshed together so well that it, 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 it's, it's something that my brain usually can't even comprehend because I'll listen to his right. albums over and over again, especially when I'm studying or doing whatever. And like his, his album Blonde, which is his most recent album, like I, I, if I don't know what to listen to, I throw that album on full go. And I usually will listen to it all the way through because like, it's so damn good. So I don't know. I've, I've had a phase of music where I've wanted to do alternative. I've had a phase where I've wanted to make clean, soulful John Mayer esque music. I've had a phase where I've tried to make beats like Frank ocean does. And now with Khalil coming in and hearing his voice, I'm catering my music to how I think that that should sound to how I think it would right. carry his voice. Well, so that's something that's it's been a challenge for sure, but it's been really, really fun to figure out. So I mean that's that's kind of how that's kind of how that's gone, Brian. Dude, um just just kind of throw this out there. You know, I did listen to the tune. I think all of us did. And um for those of you who are familiar, I would say that Half Past Gone is like it's like Miguel meets Frank Ocean beats in like has like a wavy child and it's just it's good flow it's, it's nice so you can definitely you see you like you can't compare Griffin, that you're to like, frank ocean 
Well, more like the, the influence. Yeah, you can definitely. Well, the influence, though. And then, like, like you know what I mean? Like, that's, mm-hmm. you can definitely hear it in that. So, I just think it's really cool. Um, and you brought up a point that I uh, definitely resonate with, which is, like, the phases of music and how it just, like, interchanges through time. Like, the phases that you go through, like, with your music mm-hmm. taste and stuff. Like, I know all of us here can definitely relate with that. I mean, there's that- no doubt in my mind that, there's no doubt in my mind that when we were all 16, just got our license and driving, driving around and shit, like we were definitely bopping whatever had the loudest bass and, you know, just some kind of like trap oh, shit yeah. and just getting, you know, really into that scene. And then like, you know, now, like, you know, I, I guess you always have those staples of, of like your music taste. Like mine's definitely like going to be classic rock. Um, and, and, you know, just kind of like some alternative stuff. Uh, but yeah, I just think it's really cool how like your music taste changes over time, but also like you kind of go in phases with like artists that you listen to and then it kind of all congeals together and creates something unique that you can just enjoy. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, that's something I'm curious about for you guys. Like Garrett, I've I've lived with you for a couple years and I've been able to hear your change in music taste, but like what what are some of y'all's biggest musical influences? Like I guarantee you nobody has the weirdest just array of music than I do. Oh my god. My my favorite person right now and has been for a minute. Um I don't even know what style you would call his music because he's currently like changing it. So he's starting up a He's moving from LA to go to Nashville and starting up a recording studio with like Sam Hunt. So he's going to have some like country influence in his voice now, but it's Mike Studd, but he recently rebranded to just Mike period. So I don't know. This guy, his, his like sound (laughs) is changing a lot. He he started out as like a frat rapper, um, some like high beam type stuff. And then now it's almost going on like, calling it kind of like a new wave like just kind of a chill kind of sound to it but now he's gonna have some country influence so it's kind of interesting hmm. and then That's he also really hangs cool. out with post malone so like i don't really know what uh, i would call it huh. i remember i remember when mike stud actually he... came to Ole miss uh he performed mm. here i think our freshman year i think he played across the street from mm-hmm. our house and uh, I think I think me and a couple friends went and stood at the gate and <laughs> watched him from the back. Didn't go into the party. <laughs> we just watched from over the gate. Uh, but yeah, I, re- I remember when his sound was that fraternity rapper sound. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 super interesting. I haven't listened to him, honestly, probably since then. So I'm, that, that makes me interested to go and listen to some of his new stuff. Go listen to uh, Rodman. He dropped it like last Friday, maybe. Like it's this? interesting like tune. Cool. Huh. Nice. Yeah, I'll have to listen to that. I definitely listened to him back in high school. Like y'all were saying, that that frat rap like definitely is what he was on. Um <clears throat> for me, I've oh, I've been all over the place, you know. Being being from the the suburbs of Atlanta, that you get a little bit of everything, that trap, that country. So kind of all over the place, that classic rock from my from my dad. So um, I'm going to have to say the classic rock, one of my favorite bands because of my dad, specifically Boston. Um, love the Eagles too, like Garrett was talking about. Um, let's see. 
one of my favorite recently um actually just i'd say over the past couple of years not super recently but portugal the man y'all know oh, him yes yeah yes dude Saw he's got some talk. great beats nice yeah uh they're yeah they're sick um so uh that kind of i don't what even genre do you put that in is that just pop indie alternative indie alternative pop. Yeah. yeah i mean i definitely i think their music ties a little bit farther with the indie especially yeah. the older stuff but like feel it yeah. still they they were the underground band that nobody really screwed with like nobody wanted or everyone listened to them but nobody was like a huge portugal demand fan and then feel it still came out and that whole album i think that was 2017 summer of 2017 i remember yeah. i was working with my grandparents working for my grandparents literally just doing work around their house and i remember when that album came out i listened to it every single day yeah that so, was a good one yeah i mean i love i love their i love their stuff yeah so i like that's probably my favorite like kind of music recently you know and and also in high school, like all the rap, like pretty much that's all I listened to in high school. A little bit of country. Do you have anything else too. on your phone other than trap music? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, an inside that's a, joke. <laughs> yeah, inside joke about a friend asking. No, but I probably back then I was listening to Drake mostly. Still love me some Drake, uh, but definitely I listened to older Drake. You know, so far gone. Thank me later type stuff. Take care. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, lying take care if you say as well. you don't like Drake. I mean, like, how can you exactly? Not like Drake? I mean, right. You're you're just fake if you don't like Drake. Dude, Always he's got a Drake. song for everybody. You know, exactly. I mean, like what Scorpion? He had literally two different styles in one album. It is yes, love that. And that was my that was one of the things that actually like drew me to him is the is the variety in his music. Like he wasn't just like our. Mm. rapper or like a, a trap rapper or anything like that he was like he had so much variety and that's what drew Same. me to him he rapped he did everything yeah yeah for i mean real. i love his singing stuff for sure i love i love some of his singing stuff more than some of his rapping stuff but yeah. i i think that he can do both really well Absolutely. with drake you can uh at the same you can go from one song and you're crying about your ex that you don't even know and then the next song you're getting hype, like going to a party or whatever. Like that's that's definitely Drake. For the variety, that's a good point. Um, so, Arbor Graham, I know I know Cameron's a big OVO. Um, you know, as far as as far as like my stance on music, dude. My favorite thing to do is find music that like nobody else knows. I know that sounds so hipster. That and, is like strong. like just so classic. Yeah. But like that's that's one thing that I really enjoy is, you know, diving into like some random playlist on Spotify, dig, getting out my shovel, going digging and just looking for some like, like gold mine um, in a cave of these just deep uh, Spotify playlists. And, I, and I've been really lucky with it um, throughout the years, found a lot of songs and, and really expanded my musical taste. Um, my staples though, and y'all will probably know this, but Kings of Leon is my favorite band. No question about it. Um, All right. and then, yeah, I've seen them twice, dude. They're, they're incredible. Cannot wait for them to put out some new stuff, but Hey, what happened the second time you went? Oh God. Was your second concert fun? <laughs> well, didn't you see them in Tuscaloosa? 
I did, yeah, dude. So this will tell you how much of a Kings Leon fan I am. On a Monday night in um in Oxford, um, me and another active had a couple of pledges drive us out to uh, Tuscaloosa from Oxford, which is about a two and a half, three hour drive. And, half, and yeah. so we drove from Oxford to uh, Tuscaloosa and saw them and drove back that night. But like, you know, that was that was a blast. Um, bad thing, dude, is like a lot of my favorite bands are, are pretty much dead, you know, which kind of sucks. Uh, we got to go <laughs> yeah, see uh, Griffin, uh, Newsom's in the chat, uh, Connor, TK. We went last year and saw, um, like Griffin was talking about earlier, saw Dead and Company. Uh, John Mayer got to see him perform live in Atlanta. Uh, and that was a really good experience. Um, hence the tapestry in the background you guys like to point out. So, <laughs> Crowd pleaser. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, again, like I said earlier, music has just really it, – it's just integral in pulling people together. Uh, people can always relate and, and uh, you know, always fun. And, 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 and honestly, dude, like it, the way that it just kind of takes over a mood and can just change your day, dude. Like you can hit a song on a playlist or whatever and just like incite nostalgia and it can change your mood and when you change your mood it can change your day um so i really love that about it um like if you're you know in a workout if you're in the gym if you're on a run and like a certain song comes on like boom your entire workout's changed cherub um, cherub <laughs> what cherub yeah cherub brings you back the nostalgia oh dude. my god. god take me back to high school man <laughs> hell yeah dude 100 percent Every high school party, doses of mimosas played. Every single times. one. That, that had oh, yeah. Get me if that song didn't play, it was That reminds party. me of Fireball. <laughs> high school, Fireball, and Cherub. Oh, I, yeah. thought you were thinking, I thought you were talking about the, uh, the Pitbull song, Fireball. No, no. I actually <laughs> had a guy on. So, quick aside, we had a demo today to – so, every two weeks – for my client their whole company gets on a zoom call and we meet and like present what we did and all that shit there's a hundred people on this zoom call and some guy like he's a really weird dude at the first five minutes of every call he plays like a song and like dances around shit like that and he played Oof. fireball by pitbull <laughs> <laughs> Oh and it God. was not the clean the version odds? either, dude. So it was like, ooh, <laughs> not good, man. <laughs> On a Zoom call to 100 and 120 people. So, yeah. Yikes. Um, Ryan, anyways, uh, Ryan just said in the chat, throwback to blasting cherub in my kitchen. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, let's just. <laughs> you know what I remember uh, doing in the kitchen? Rapping to Drake. Speaking of Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being up on the countertop. <laughs> God, dude. Blasting right, so music. Yeah. We, uh, we want to hit on. I guess if all five of us went through and just chose like one favorite type of music, like think, a genre. Yeah, just Oof, like a genre. Right now, because as we've talked, like, you know, music taste changes. So, right. Yeah, I mean, well, I've, I've I'll always got us off. All right. Yeah, Pufki Blake. <laughs> so I didn't think you were going to go for that, Mazer. So, yeah, I'll start us off, dude. Uh, no doubt in my mind, I'm going classic rock jam specific. Like, dude, uh, there's something about, like, bluesy, 
jam infused, just like absolute real music. You think Allman Brothers, you think like Grateful Dead, um, these guys, Pink Floyd, uh, these guys that just like just absolutely melt your face. Um, that's no question what I would choose. So I had to choose one to listen to for the rest of my life. All right, Blake, mm. since you were so eager. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm with Garrett. I've always got to fall back on on classic rock. I'll go through phases here and there, but <clears throat> really just any of the, the big classic rock bands. I mean, the Eagles are, are one of my favorites. I think the first song I ever really liked was Take It Easy by the Eagles. Uh, I love Led Zeppelin, pretty much mm. all their music. Um, and and then just it, even something more chill, you know, a lot of the Doobie Brothers mu- music or Almond Brothers, just anything yes. with a lot of guitar in it. I just... Yes. Always fall back on classic rock. I think that, Mm. uh, I think Led Zeppelin, when I think of classic rock, that's my go-to. I mean, like, I I, honestly, like, I'd like to think Jimi Hendrix, but I think that he is honestly before some of the big classic rock, you know? Yeah. Like, he's, he's the, like, the starter for some of the big stuff, but I think Led Zeppelin every time. I think a lot of British rock when i think of classic rock queen for sure led zeppelin like and queen queen is almost a genre of their own it's it's hard to define them as classic rock right sure freddie mercury's a god in the music world type griffin one favorite type of music right now as we've discussed it's you know it changes with time but if you had to pick one what is it okay all right. Uh, uh, I mean, currently I'm listening to about six different types of music, but I, I would say that my favorite right now, because of the music that I've been making, I've been listening to a lot of R&B. And there's this artist named Lucky Day, D-A-Y-E, on Spotify. He has a song called Roll Some Mo. And uh, he has another one. God, I can't remember, but it's my favorite one. And, like, his music is great. I really like what mm. he's doing. Uh, Khalil got me on to this guy named Givion, G-I-V-E-O-N. And he's got some really, really quality stuff. And Cautious Clay. Mm. Cautious Clay mm. is one of my favorites. He's Garrett, have you heard him? Yes. Yeah, he's he's so good. He he's got that Frank Ocean vibe, but a little bit of a deeper, raspier voice. And his his music is just so ear pleasing. Like he he makes you happy, even when his songs are sad. Like his music is quality. All right. So, that, you uh, so that leaves me. Slimer. Oh man, you know I love me some classic rock, like y'all were saying. <laughs> um but i don't know if i could put it just like over hip-hop uh i mean hip-hop's pretty broad and and in in my case it would have to be like it would have to be like all the way to rap all the way down to like almost r&b type music pretty versatile um Mm -hmm. but if i was going to choose one i think i'd think i'd choose that like that's what i chose when i was little you know my parents are pretty strict about what i listen to but I uh I remember listening to a lot of Christian rap when I was <laughs> no way wow <laughs> yes yeah oh, so dude. that's your choice that's your favorite right now Christian rap <laughs> yeah Christian here to hear first 
Christian rap is my favorite. <laughs> no. Oh yeah. Um, Lecrae does have some good songs now, but uh, no, nah, just hip hop would be you know, that Drake. <laughs> that Drake, I like. I couldn't if I chose classic rock, I couldn't listen to any Drake. So you know, if I had to choose one, it'd be hip hop. Christian hip hop. Tyler Green. Christian hip hop. <laughs> Rascal Flatts has some bangers out right now, and hey, damn it, dude. could that not be more truthful? Rascal Flats. We we just went we just we just went through that entire segment and didn't give any respect to country. <laughs> I was gonna bring it up. Dude, Tyler Childers is right the now. only country that I'm listening to right now. Facts. Facts. Love, what? Like, Billy I, Currington. I, I, I like Billy Currington too. I was raised on beach country. I'm from the coast. I'm from Mobile. Right. Raised on Kenny Chesney, Buff raised it. on Zach Brown, raised on all of Zach that. Zach Brown. But mm. I I, I think Tyler Childers right now, he's the only country that I'm listening to. My little sisters love all this new poppy country. Mm-hmm. It's not for me, nope. but it's, you know, it's whatever. I mean, do dude, what do. there's there's a couple guys in the new country sphere, though, that are kind of bringing back that old school sound just with like a con- contemporary like kind of undertone. Uh, like one guy comes to mind, uh, Morgan Wallen, um, really good in the country space right now. Uh, kind of killing it. Uh, I didn't know this, but apparently he got uh, kind of called out for like uh, going off in Tuscaloosa, like after yeah. a show or something. Like, Griffin, yeah, you that's know what, what I was about, about to say. He, uh, I heard he got into a little bit of trouble for mingling <laughs> with the co-eds over at Alabama. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, bas- so basically, uh, what Reddick was giving me the lowdown on this weekend was, uh, oh shit, my computer's about to die. I need to plug that in. So basically, uh, he was saying that. Um, like Morgan Wallen, like had some like show or performance, or, or no, he went to a football game. He went to went to an Alabama football game and like went out to the bars after and just got tanked at the bars and yeah. was like all over TikTok, like making out with like college chicks, like putting on like private shows in like dorm rooms, all that kind of stuff. And apparently, he was supposed to host SNL like the next next day or the next weekend, and they uh, they pulled the plug. Damn. Really? That yeah, dude. How about that? Me. Wow. I mean, it's chasing so them college girls. College girls. Yep. It's so easy to get in trouble as like a, uh, as an influencer or a musician or whatever. Yeah. Now. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, Morgan Wallen, uh, Parker McCollum, uh, Luke Combs, like some of these guys, like new age guys that kind of bring a old school sound. So shout out I to that. Like and I also Combs. say this. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and I'll say this too, if, if we were recording this podcast, like in the middle of summer, like July 15th, we would all be talking about country music right now, but oh, yeah. because it's Different cold ball, weather, yeah. because it's, I, I'm a big believer in this. We didn't talk about this at all. I'm a big believer in like seasonality correlating very strongly with music taste and like what you listen to. Like in the summer, I know you guys can all relate to this. Like I want to listen to some like good country, roll the windows down, like some upbeat, like alternative classic rock all that kind of stuff and then like you'll notice or at least i noticed that like going into the winter when it starts to cool down and and the days get a little shorter my music taste definitely shifts a little bit y'all have your thoughts on that see that's the best part about zach brown is zach brown's Mm. got music for every season hey (laughs) yeah yes sir you you get winter time you put colder weather on and you get real bummed out (laughs) (laughs) highway 20 ride literally sir start crying yep 
Uh, Rascal Flats. Anyway, dude. life is a highway when that starts playing. Um, <laughs> falling. Hundred percent. All right, fellas. Well, that was fun. Um, something else that's really timely right now. That I kind of want to shift gears and uh, and hop into. So this week, uh, there's a big product choice that the American people are going to have to decide between. Um, and we're going to nerd out here for the next, for the end of the here until the end of the podcast and talk about gaming a little bit. So um, the PS five and the Xbox, I believe both dropped this week. Am I right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so there's no question that do what, no, yeah, I was gonna say, and they'll become available for like uh, Black Friday and all that. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, right, right. Yeah. So Xbox Xbox drops tomorrow. PlayStation drops on the twelfth. And also, mom and dad, I know y'all are listening. You can leave now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, shout out, shout out. Um. All right. So. Basically, like what I was gonna say is, you know, there's no coincidence that they're dropping the PS5 and the Xbox right now. No coincidence at all. They want the they want to maximize the sales on Black Friday. They're gonna absolutely blow up the uh, the commercials and and there's gonna be ads everywhere. But I guess what's so interesting to me is it's been like I guess four or five years since the last gen consoles came out. Um, so like the American people are gonna make a huge decision this holiday season on hey. Am I going to go PlayStation? Am I going to go Xbox? From what I've read, the momentum seems to be very heavy on PlayStation. People think that Sony is going to end up, you know, selling more units are going to end up making a lot more money uh, this holiday season selling PlayStations. Um, what are y'all's thoughts on this big decision? What, where do y'all think, what do you want? What are you looking for? And what do you think is going to be, uh, what do you think the American people are going to decide on? I have a good taste right here because I've been I've been paying attention to how people are kind of viewing everything. And so right Sweet. now I've noticed that both both PlayStation and Xbox have had quite the uh I don't know like they they've had a lot to live up to from their past generations. Uh, PlayStation's had a lot of trouble recently because they've had all these pre-order problems for this new PlayStation, and Xbox seems to be doing a lot better in that aspect. So, I don't know. I don't really know the, the big differences between both of them. I just think I think that they'll both be pretty solid. I mean, everyone's going to get one or the other, so. Maybe not. You know? Gaming, uh, uh, gaming computers are more of a option nowadays and that's you know what i'm considering i'm considering not getting another console for a while and if i ever do get another console just just upgrading it a little bit you know and not needing the nicest newest console and maybe just getting a gaming computer instead mm-hmm. yeah does anybody know the specs on the uh the new consoles yeah so um they're they're both running like the uh the latest in AMD's new like GPU architecture. So they're both pretty, pretty equal on, on like that front. But I know Xbox has like a little bit of an edge in terms of their, uh, like the amount of memory they have, like the amount of Ram 
um, and and also some faster some faster storage. So it seems like they're both as of like um, probably like early 2020 specs. They're both like fairly on par with each other. Xbox has like a little bit of, of an edge there. Um, but as we've talked about a, uh, a few times, you know, with the recent re- release of like Nvidia's new stuff and, and AMD's new stuff, um, they're you know they're they're already kind of behind the uh, the most recent uh, hardware that that's available for for gaming computers that you can build mm-hmm. or buy. Hmm. But I, at that point, that's that's when you start to think about price, like the investment in something like a gaming computer versus mm-hmm. buying a new console for five hundred bucks. Right. If you want a good gaming computer, you got to spend over a grand. I mean, like. Yeah. It's it's yeah. I'm about to drop two grand on it. Oh shit! (laughs) It's it's hard to play any of these new games on anything less than a twelve hundred dollar computer. You know. Right. Yeah. Like a a thousand bucks is. I mean, you can if you skimp in some areas, you can build a a pretty solid gaming computer for like seven or eight hundred bucks. But um, I mean, you're you're kind of skimping on some parts, and then. I mean, part of the fun in, in building a gaming computer is is one like making it look cool. Like it, it's kind of like a, a piece of art that you're building. You know, adding some cool lighting effects, um, getting the the color the color coordination right, um, which uh, all that's. I mean, depending on how you go, you can you can build some. If you if you want to go you know real deep into it, you could easily build something that's like five to seven grand and up, um, depending on like what kind of cooling system and what kind of case you want. Whereas, like you said, I mean, in Xbox and a in a PlayStation, you know, they, they may not be able to run games at like the highest graphics settings, you know, 4K, 60 FPS. Um, probably a little bit of a stretch there, but it, it's 500 bucks. Most families can can afford that, especially around the holidays. Um, just for for some of the less hardcore gamers, someone who's not willing to to put down at least a thousand dollars into um, into something that they play video games on. Yeah, that's um, me. Yeah, that's that's hey. me. I don't necessarily want to spend any more on gaming. If I got a computer and I built out like a nice computer, I would use it for like a lot more than just gaming. Yeah, yeah and that, that is point. a good argument. I mean, all all gaming quote unquote computers are going to be able to run, are going to be able to handle any other workload that that you do. Like if if you're into producing music, it's gonna it's gonna you know be able to edit music files like butter. Um, same thing oh, with yeah. video editing. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's a big thing for me is like I've had a Mac. I've had the Mac that I have right now for five years since I was like toward middle towards the end of my senior year of high school. And it's worked really well. It's been great. At the time, it was like two grand. It was a stupid expensive Mac that I got as a grad present, which was great. But now it, it runs like a computer from. 2004 and i this is the same computer i use for all my music stuff i only really use it for my music stuff i don't use it for anything else over the summer i bought a new computer which was a windows and it was a pretty solid laptop and i i can run games on it and stuff fine so if i wanted to i could get into the pc gaming community but as someone that's had a playstation for a long time i've always been a fan of their stuff I had a PS2 when I was a kid. That was the first console my dad and I ever... My dad bought it. We played it together. We played all the classics. 
And so that was something that I was really into and I stuck with. Even when all my friends were getting Xboxes, mm. I had a PS2, PS3, and now I have a PS4. At one point, I, I will say, during college, I sold my PS4 that I had originally to buy an Xbox because <laughs> I was living in the fraternity house and everyone in there had an Xbox. And every, at the time, it was sophomore year of college. Everybody was playing Fortnite. Fortnite had just become a thing. Junior <laughs> year for y'all. So Fortnite had become the biggest thing since sliced bread, and everyone was playing it. As soon as I sold my PlayStation and bought an Xbox, crossplay became a thing. <laughs> so you could play with PlayStation and Xbox at the same time. And so I I was like, shit. <laughs> What did I, I mean? Like, I didn't really make any kind of profit off of selling it or buying a new Xbox. So, oh no, you get yeah. you get raked by GameStop whenever you trade in a console. And so <laughs> I, I can't I can't even tell y'all how much money GameStop has stolen from me because when I was a kid, anytime I wanted a new game, or I'll say when I was like sixteen, as soon as I got a driver's license, anytime I wanted a new game, I would just go sell all the games that I had to buy that new game and then like over time collect a few more games and then do that same process over and over again until i was just like oh my god gamestop is probably taking like 300 dollars from me (laughs) yeah you you go with 10 games and get like 10 bucks yeah dude i'll be honest (laughs) i kind of i did the same thing i'd be lying if i said otherwise but I kind of wish I hadn't because like a lot of those games I sold for pennies on the dollar to GameStop, I'd love to like have now and just, yeah. just for nostalgia's sake, just like yeah. look yeah. back on that. Oh yeah. I spent hours playing that shit or like, Oh yeah. I never played that again. Or like, you know, those street NFL street games, like all the old, like, oh. old, like classic games. Those I don't know. Dude. Just like all of those, bro. I'd love to still have those and pull out. One yes. Those, but nope. GameStop raked me over the coals whenever I wanted to go buy the, the new Madden or the new Call of Duty or whatever it was yeah, at the time. Exactly. Um, so going back to like the the dichotomy of the new, the main two consoles, we'll talk about a little bit more about PCs if y'all want to get into that. Because I do think that the PC, the PC gaming revolution is coming maybe this year. I think a lot of people are going to be forced to kind of make that decision. Um, you know, I do think that there is such a, versatility to building a pc because you can build it how you want it you can add the specs you want obviously it's more powerful all that kind of stuff and you can use it for other purposes besides gaming 100 percent. but let's just talk a little bit more about these two consoles pitted pitted against each other and from what i've been reading and kind of hearing the momentum and stuff it seems like a lot of people are going to be doing a lot of switching you know like i'm a loyal xbox guy i've been a loyal xbox guy since the 360 um I went from PS2 to 360 and then to Xbox One. So I'm a loyal Xbox guy. I'm not going to be buying the new Xbox this Christmas season. Kind of with Cameron on that. Like, I'm not I'm not buying a new game and console. Maybe down the road. We'll see. I'll let y'all buy the new console. And then, I'll, and then as it's getting all the, uh, all the, the, you know, shit figured out, you know, I'll let y'all kind of figure out the kinks. And then I'll come in and you buy know, it for cheaper the, later. The big thing is that I've seen so far uh, – I've, I've been going around YouTube and Google to see like, cause I've, I've especially since the Xbox comes out tomorrow, uh, I've been, there was already been a lot of reviews and stuff posted about it. And first of all, uh, I just want to say my girlfriend has now joined the chat. Hi Liz. Uh, <laughs> Lizard. And now 
the thing is, I, like what I've seen, they're both incredible compared to what we have right now. Uh, the Xbox has done so much. So they have these SSD uh, solid state drives in the consoles right now. And that means loading times for games are ex- or shortened incredibly. So like, mm. what would you like, you know, especially in games like Madden, you know how long it takes to get into a freaking game or whatever. It's ridiculous. Visual. That will take like, 75% less time now compared to before. What would usually like, especially if I'm playing Ultimate Team on Madden 2021, uh, what would usually take like a minute, minute and a half to load into a freaking Ultimate Team challenge or whatever, now will take 15 seconds, if that's not huge. less. Yeah. That's good. And that's what those solid state drives do. And from what I saw from Xbox, uh, the new Xbox is the almost the exact same to the xbox one in every way besides being able to run games at 60 fps some games at 60 fps 4k and having those short loading screens because of the ssd and it's the same for the ps4 in that aspect too i guess from what i've seen so i think that and a lot of people, especially people that haven't really seen how PC games work, uh, 60 FPS versus 30 FPS is the biggest difference in the entire mm. world. I mean, it's yeah. incredible what playing a game on 60 30 is like. Um, so I'm looking, I'm looking at just a side-by-side, like the new Xbox versus the PS5. First off, they should have came up with a better catch your name for the new xbox by the way series x like that's so like it doesn't roll off the tongue anyway besides yeah. the point and it's I'm also at, like, x is what the it's the xbox mm. series x like that's just so stupid should have been the same <laughs> yes. yes x yes 100 i wrote i did a project i remember in like mm, fifth grade i must mm. have been like 10 I did a I did a project called the Xbox 720, and I like just made up all this BS about the graphics and stuff. <laughs> I love that, dude. Uh, so I'm looking at side by side these two things, and no joke, the PS5 looks like like the next wave of like computer modems. Yeah. And then, or no, I'm sorry, of a uh, Wi-Fi mode, like a Wi-Fi router, and then the uh, freaking new Xbox looks like a computer modem. Like they're so goofy <laughs> looking, dude. So the but this PS5 I... is huge. I mean, it yeah. is. It is ginormous. Like it's big. that's it's that's the so biggest much problem bigger I've heard. Yeah, no normal like, person has like the space where they like their TV set up in like their living room or whatever their living area. You don't have from from what I can tell and from what I've heard from the reviews. Like even if you put it on its side, even if you stand it up straight, there's no like perfect spot to put the damn thing because it's so freaking big. And the mm-hmm. Xbox is just a big freaking rectangle, mm-hmm. so you yeah. can't like. It's it's all crazy like that. But the the new Xbox is it's so much smaller than the uh, the PlayStation. Yo, like yeah. have y'all that, seen the, com- like the, the size thing. comparisons? Yes, no. it's like it's noticeable. it's very I very. It. Throw it up on the. Uh, can you put it up? Can you overlay it, Blake? Oh yeah, actually, I have a perfect thing right now. So what I'm what yeah. I'm putting up right now is um. 
so shit. Um, it's like comparing the size. I've got all these freaking pop-up ads. Um, <laughs> it's comparing the size. So it's a little bit taller than the Xbox One X, um, standing on its side, and probably about double the width. But then the PlayStation 5 next to it, I guess this is like the, the PS5 and then the PS5 like all digital or whatever, is probably about, it's like 25% taller than the, the Series X um, mm-hmm. and almost just as wide. Like it's it's just... Wow. Yeah. So like the when you just look at the rectangular shape of that, the new Xbox, like it seems like it would be big, but like if you if you watch some videos um, of the actual size of it, it's, it's pretty... Um, it's pretty surprising how actually small it is, like how small of a footprint it takes up. Does yeah, the Xbox saying. have to be standing up like that, or can you lay it down? It can be both. Okay. Yeah, you, you can, you right. can uh, put it both ways. That's the funny thing, I think, about the Xbox is the, the designs that they've done so far are the thin rectangles, and now it's just a big square. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> like, well, what's like fun- the funniest thing I've seen... They just released, Xbox just put out like a tweet or something like last week or a couple weeks ago, introducing the Xbox refrigerator. It <laughs> looks the exact same as the new Xbox. Oh, Xbox. Everyone was joking that it looked exactly like a fridge. Yeah. Because of how it That's was That's so funny. Well, so thinking back to like the 360, you know how it had that like, um, that like hyperbolic shape, like the inf- mm-hmm, where yeah. it was like real thin in the middle and stretched out to the sides. Well, the PS5 is is now kind of like that, where it's like flared at the edges. Yeah. And, and then, so yeah. like going back to when the 360 was out, the PS2 was just like a little rectangular box, um, real like a real mm-hmm. small thing. So they've kind of like fl- com- done a complete like 180 um, on each other on their designs. It's kind of funny. I think that's the craziest thing too, in that each. I think the PlayStation, every time they have a new console between the 2, the 3, and the 4, have had, I think, three different iterations of each one throughout each one's lifespan. Right. So the PS2 had the fat-ass PS2 that was a huge, big-ass rectangle. And then they had the Slim, which was the really small one. Yeah. And then they had the PS3. The original came out, and it was huge. And they made the Slim, and then like the mm. Slim Pro or whatever. And then the PS4 came out, and it was the original fat ass one. Then they had the small one. Then they had the PS4 Pro. Yeah. And then they Dick. had like like another type. I think another like PS4 Pro Slim or some shit like that. So I'm interested interested to see what they do with that because Xbox kind of the same thing with the 360 and then the 360 Elite. Right. And th- those were the difference between those is like, yeah, this one has more like hard drive space or whatever than this one. And then they came out with the second 360, which yeah. didn't get the re- the red ring of death. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then they had like a third one that like no one talks about because it came out at the exact same time as the Xbox One. Right. And then right. They one. Then they had the One S. And then they had the One X, which was like the best one that mm-hmm. they released like four or five years later down the line. So I, I know that PlayStation and Xbox are going to do the same thing with these consoles. So I'm, For sure. Like, like, like Garrett was saying, this is not something that I'm going to buy right out of the gate. I don't really have any reason to. I, don't, I mean, like mm. most of the games they're releasing on both platforms are going to be able to play on the regular Xbox and PlayStation. 
Yeah. Right. So that makes me wonder if people are going to be loyal to their console that they've used in the past based on that like sunk cost idea of, hey, I've spent all this money on these Xbox games that like I could play on the new console if I decide to get it. Um, I don't think I want to switch over to the PlayStation or vice versa. I don't know if uh, the PS5 is going to be as backwards compatible as Xbox. I know that's one thing Xbox has done really well is bringing back a lot of those old games from the past platform, being able to use them on the new platform. So um, I I don't know exactly how that's going to work. It's going to be interesting to see just how the numbers come back. Um, But at the end of the day, I do think people are going to make a decision on these two. But I do think the real winner here is probably going to end up being PC gaming Um, just going forward, you know, just based on like the way that gaming is going, the people who play are just so much more, maybe intense is not the right word, but it it seems that way. People who, who game now, like streaming, there's so many streamers out there. Um, It's so, such a competitive space um, just with the way that everyone's so intermingled in the gaming sphere these days. So I don't know. What are, what are y'all's, you know, kind of final thoughts on that? No, I completely agree with you. I mean, listen to uh, me, Brian and Cameron uh, and Griffin. We're all talking about, and we're all like relative, we're not like super hardcore gamers, um, but all of us are talking, like I already game on a PC. Uh, Brian Cameron and, or yeah, Brian Cameron and Griffin are talking about building their own PC for gaming. And, you know, with, with uh, Fortnite being super popular a few years ago, you know, the whole like streaming aspect of YouTube, all those streamers play at like the highest frame rate you can play um, on PCs because they, you know, they do give you the the best performance in games. I, that seems to be where the culture is shifting. I mean, personally, I'm when the the Series X was first announced, I was like, hell yeah, I'm getting that. Like, the, that that's gonna be awesome. But now, like, I'm probably not even gonna get it because I can play any game I want on my computer at, you know, better resolutions and better FPS than than that uh, Xbox that's coming out. So. And Blake, Blake, if, if you don't mind me adding on to that, uh, especially for Xbox, Xbox has now implemented Game Pass, which does backwards compatibility for all the old games and introduces new games and puts them all on PC. Right, so yeah. So if you have a PC, you can play any Xbox wow. exclu- exclusive game because obviously Xbox is owned by Microsoft. Microsoft owns Windows. Yeah. So they have this platform now wow. to where if you have a PC, you can play Xbox. The right. only games you cannot play on PC are PlayStation games. Yeah. So PlayStation, it's basically, at this point, it's PC versus PlayStation instead of Pretty Xbox much. PlayStation. And- Wait, so real quick with that Game Pass. So I'm currently building out my PC, but I have the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. And I get Game Pass, and I'll have Call of Duty when it drops this week, and then I can go and I'll still have it when the PC is it, it depends on if it depends on if Game Pass has Call of Duty on it. Which yeah, I don't yeah. wish no, no. It probably won't. Game Pass right now, from what I've seen on my computer, is that Game Pass only has like a handful of games that Xbox has released. It has like Gears of War five. It has uh, like Halo and a few other stuff. Uh, but it's yeah. it's stuff that has been made PC compatible. Compatible. So it's it's something that. I guess is going to happen over time. And I think eventually within the next year or two, Xbox is going to put like the majority of their games on both PC and Xbox. Uh, But like the big thing is 
PlayStation is really known for its exclusive content. That's the reason I think genuinely, I mean, like this is biased because I'm a PlayStation guy. I think PlayStation won the last console generation solely on the exclusive games that they had that you couldn't get anywhere else, you know? Like they had yeah. Spider-Man, which is one of the highest rated games of all time. They had God of War. They, they've always had God of War that you could never play on Xbox. Uh, they've got all these games that they have usually at launch. This year, they don't really have a lot of launch titles that are ex- solely exclusive uh, that are crazy big. But that's something that's been really interesting to see over the last few console generations. And it's it's really crazy how they do that because the fact that they can even do exclusive stuff means that their marketing is so good that they're able to pull in this audience that no one else has got, you know? Yeah. So, and honestly, a question that I want to ask you all, and this is a little bit off, but still kind of on topic, is what are what are some of the games that defined you, you know, as you were growing mm-hmm. up? What are some of the games? I like this. Halo. And I, I can tell that's Garrett's too, probably. <laughs> Well, you, yep. you've heard my you've heard my ring my uh, ringtone. It's the Halo theme song. Oh, I mean, dude. Oh, yep. Oh. Halo and COD. So I, Call of Duty came first for me. I remember mm, Call of Duty really? Two. My uncle got that for me. We had just gotten the Xbox 360. Like, I mean, what year was this? 2005 when that came out. Um, we had just gotten that, and then for Christmas he got us Call of Duty Two. And I remember playing that in Best Buy. There was this one specific mission, uh, the, the beginning of the end was what it was called. I played that over and over and then finally got the game. And so Call of Duty has always been it for me. And then Halo came in a little bit after that. But those those two titles, mm. huge. Cough Drop. Cough, Cough Drop 52. 52. <laughs> I yes, sir. still have it. Yes, My brother sir. Set, that, set that name up back in i guess 06 like whenever xbox live came to the 360 and uh had it ever since dude okay so halo 3 is when i dove into the true gaming atmosphere like i'd always had like a console like ps2 i grew up with had a bunch of you know storyline games that when you beat the story like it's a boring game you know what i mean like um and i'd always had like the new ncaa and i'd you know run that game to the ground till it was no longer fun or buy the next one whatever but what changed everything was when i got xbox live and that was halo (laughs) 3 okay so when i got xbox live and i found out hey i'm not hanging out with my buddies right now but i can hop on this mic and i can plug my computer into the wall into the internet and i can play with them online oh buddy (laughs) <laughs> about a year of my life was lost in Garrett, Xbox Live parties. Garrett, I want I want you to talk about I want you to talk about the girlfriend you got on Xbox. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. No. Right. I won't I won't I won't name drop her here because I know you guys uh, know what I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that happened. Um <laughs> Cameron Jeez. knows about this too. I might know. You I, do I'm know. not positive who it is. Or definitely. Okay, I know. No, no, no. Wait. Oh, wait. No. I won't. I'll chat it. I'll chat it real quick. 
Wait, not the. Uh... It's gonna pop up on my screen, Garrett. Oh, okay. oh, oh shit! Ah. <laughs> oh, no. You idiot. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wow. I'll tell the story. I'll tell the story. So, Blake's yeah, dude, it was story. like summer of like. Fuck off, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me wait. Tell keep this going, Garrett. Cameron, keep you'll going. remember some of these details. So it was like summer of like sixth or seventh grade, dude, and you gotta. This is the biggest part of the story. I didn't have a cell phone, okay? I did not have a cell phone. So, hmm. like, yeah, like, at this summer, that was my one way of communicating with my buddies was hop on Xbox Live and go for it. Well, um, the, this girl, her brother had a uh, Xbox Live account. She went to school with us. And so, like, she was, like, hanging around at Xbox Live parties with us, so we always talked and stuff. So, that summer, I had a girlfriend talking on Xbox. I had, an, I had a Xbox girlfriend, but I at least knew Ew. her in person. That's so uh, like, yeah. probably why she broke up with me. <laughs> oh, no Damn. way. There's more to this story than I was. <laughs> uh, there's Damn. way more. Uh, no, nah, I remember playing Xbox with her. She was my girlfriend, and then we started playing Xbox together. And uh, I didn't know you dated her. <laughs> Damn. I mean, I think maybe. I yeah, no, definitely, hundred percent. What an expert! That's, that's hilarious. G Dog four two four stole Cough Drop fifty two's girlfriend. Oh, wow. You heard it here first. <laughs> wow! Oh my god! Uh, and I remember she had this. Uh, she had this friend that I thought was cute from her voice who played with her on Xbox. Oh no! Oh, I know. And, exactly. in, her in name started life. with an S. Her name yes, started with an S. That's who I thought you were talking. About. Yes. No, and, no, no, no. Um, oh, that's and so not funny. the cutest in real life. <laughs> that is so funny. I'm so glad, Griffin, you brought that up. I was thinking it. I didn't know if I was going to bring it up or not. All right, Blake, what, what's your story? My story? No, no, we'll move on from that. We on COD 4. <laughs> no, that was World of War. I played on the Wii. Get, get your facts straight, Brian. Oh, the Wii. <laughs> no, I mean, kind of like you, Garrett. I, I grew up with like, uh, so I think my first gaming console was like the PS, uh, PS, I almost said PS5. The PlayStation 2, I played like, uh, I vividly remember playing Medal of Honor and Battlefront with my brother Ooh. and my neighbors. Uh, just like in the, like the f uh, four people on a screen, just like all playing against each other. Oh, yes, yep. Battlefront, dude. Absolutely. Yeah, God, those are like, honestly, that's when I peaked. <laughs> Battlefront Two, one of my Battlefront Two on PS2 is one of my favorite games of all. Yes, time, oh my god, just like getting in those those big battles, like playing as a stormtrooper and just like fighting the rebels. Oh my god, good time. Or playing as a droid, and dude, I would always play as the rolling droid. Oh, dude, those things were droid undefeatable. Droid. The droid you just pop up game, that yeah. shield and just shoot, just shoot everything. So, down. so Sean, Sean Dias, DS, uh. He said bona fide drama over game. <laughs> <laughs> Press F. For dude, I'm pissed. I'm pissed, dude. I'm, I'm so upset about this. <laughs> Sorry, dog. But yeah, my, my parents didn't let me they, they didn't let me get an Xbox until like right around high school. So I missed the whole like wave of Halo. Uh back when mm -hmm. like uh Brian and Garrett, you guys were playing Halo. Um, and then like right at the beginning of high school, I, I finally like got my Xbox 360. My, I remember my brother and I had to share it playing uh, Black Ops and we would always get in fights over that. And then like that led us into like MW3 and all the other Call of Duties. So like, I mean, my, my big like gaming 
the big game that I played growing up was like was always Call of Duty. I spent mm. months and months on probably MW3 alone. I think I have like 40 days on that game. Yep. <laughs> Modern Warfare 2, baby. Yeah, Ooh, I was, I thir- thir- thirty-two nukes and counting, boys. Jeez, you gotta After get those numbers two, up, boy. I never played. I Honestly. really didn't play three. I played two and Black Ops. Black Ops one. You know, like for Call of Duty, I wasn't ever really that good. I loved the games. I loved <laughs> Modern Warfare two. I felt, I felt at the time when I was thirteen that I was amazing at Modern Warfare two. I wasn't. I was going like sixteen and nineteen or whatever. <laughs> But Black Ops, Black Ops Zombies, I remember to this yep. some of the most fun I've ever had on a video game. We're sitting with like two or three friends playing split screen Black Ops Zombies. Uh, my buddy Ty Racconi and Samuel Plash, who, who both go to Ole Miss, uh, who are both football players too, actually. Mm. Slight flex. Uh, <laughs> they, they both, I, I would go over to my buddy Ty's house, me and Samuel both. And we would throw on zombies and play that for like six or seven hours a yeah. night. Like that w- those were the first gaming memories I have that I would like actually stay up late, like late, late playing games. And now I I only play games late, you know. <laughs> like mm. I don't play games before nine nine p.m. <laughs> I saw the hey, sunrise yeah. a couple times. Oh 100%. yeah, back when Ghost 100%. came out, Brian. Oh, seven thirty a.m. My God, jeez, oh. <laughs> Garrett, yeah, have we when... have we talked about your uh, your zombie story at my house on no, the on the podcast? Yeah, yet? Good Lord, well, now you need to tell that real quick. You take it away. You're you're the one who had right. the uh, the epic moment. <laughs> All right. So, uh, speaking of Black Ops zombies, uh, we had such a Black Ops two zombies phase that uh, Chris Reddick, Ben Wynette, Garrett Potts and I pretty much every night after school of the week we would hop on at the same time we were the zombie squad and we all had nicknames and we would play zombies like all night long um and it was it was a twitter thing you can go check the twitter it's there but anyway so this Jesus. was such a thing for a while one night we were over Manzer had some people over and uh, we're hanging out in the house and the party's kind of dying down and like I went upstairs, you know, to take a piss or whatever, and just saw his setup and saw he had like Black Ops 2 there. And I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> so I uh, I pulled out and I'm just like, screw it, party's over. I'm just going to chill here for like half an hour before I go to sleep. And sure enough, six hours later, <laughs> I'm on, I, I am at my personal best solo origins around like 45 or whatever it is. It's still on your leaderboard, Manzer um just like went off like absolute on god and um anyway like six hours later it was like 6 a.m i literally just was like yeah i'm too tired for this i paused it next morning like just Garrett, don't be mad i was the one that unpaused it oh yeah that's right it was brian yeah <laughs> jeez brian so honestly Get dude wrecked. thank thank god you did put me out of my missouri um <laughs> You must be Missouri. Scary. (laughs) Got new beer. Oh, you got the Lua. Lua. Lua Crunkles. Yeah. Um, All righty. Should we uh, move on to our fire round, Garrett? You'll uh, understand that reference. (laughs) Nah, like uh, it. 
man that dude i'm so glad griffin you brought that up because that was like the most fun just talking about like nostalgia is just so refreshing and just talking about like all these old games bringing back all these memories dude yeah man that was fun that that's that's something i like to talk about the most is just like i think especially people our age have video games that influence who they are and influence especially like situations in a video game can influence who you are you know like just as much as music can like in a creative aspect i think video games have just as much influence you know the alternative reality where you get to you know disconnect yeah (laughs) yeah fair i like it um well we didn't really talk about like new games uh yeah sorry cameron pissed didn't mean to uh, <laughs> stole you, my girlfriend, dog. I can't believe it. Um, <laughs> on Xbox. I know, dog. My B. I know. Garrett was scheming in that private chat. Cameron was in the party. Oh, like, oh. oh no. Dude, I, he, he didn't even exactly know. What Garrett did. He, he probably walked up to the, put on, did a little hair flip before putting on the Xbox oh, my chat God. mic. I'm, I'm about and to that, steal Cameron's girlfriend right from under him. <laughs> The hair flip was mine too. His Creek View Grizzlies jersey on. Garrett stole everything. Don't from you ever me. forget it. Never took that thing off. The pictures <laughs> hanging in Garrett's and... room right now are the douchiest Garrett's of all time. <laughs> <laughs> that hair, the, I, I had no idea that he had that kind of flow until I walked into his bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Saw his high school football pictures. Oh, yeah. Even his face, even the Facebook pictures from like eighth grade, like, oh. God. Everybody go back and look at him. Everyone go to Garrett's Facebook right now. Um, no, stay here. I was a douche, <laughs> and some would argue nothing's probably changed. That's okay. <laughs> so, True. you know, we, we were going to kind of talk about some new games coming out, but honestly, like, we're all kind of disengaged as far as, like, you know, all that stuff. So I guess we'll just go ahead and start wrapping up. Uh, Griffin, we'll have a few questions, you know, just kind of once we get at, we get you out of here. Are y'all cool with moving on? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's good to me. All right, cool. Awesome. Yeah, so, you know, I guess we're going to try start doing this with all of our co-hosts. It's just, you know, asking a couple questions to get you out the door. Um, so, going off of our music-themed open to the podcast, give me your three top songs. I could probably guess a couple of them, but give me your top three. So, so as I was saying earlier, the, the Chili Peppers have moved out of my top three artists, but still, still to this day, I, th- I think that Can't Stop by the Red Hot Chili Peppers is my number one. And like, not even the popularity of it, just the hype of that song gets me going every single time. As soon as it's played, I, I'm like, okay, tonight's going to be an amazing night. But after that, I think that uh, oh, favorite songs. I was expecting artists, but <laughs> favorite songs is a little bit more difficult. You can go with artists. I could, but I I do I do think I have some favorite songs. Uh, I think that "Cold, Cold, Cold" by mm. Cage the Elephant is one of yep. my favorite songs as well. 
And my, my third song would have to be Solo by Frank Ocean. Yep. Good one. Right on. Th- those are my three. Right on. Um, and look at you. You did not even pick a John Mayer song. See, that's right up next. I was As I was thinking of Cage the Elephant, I was thinking John Mayer at the same time. But I, I had to kind of back away because I have – like most of my favorite John Mayer songs, I think we're all kind of tied. Right. That's fair. Um, awesome. B, you want to take the next one? Yeah, sorry. I had to find that uh, unmute button. So we've got favorite recent book and or podcast. Um, we throw podcasts in there because, you know, today's age, some people don't read books. So <laughs> I – I haven't been reading a lot of books, and by haven't been reading a lot, I mean I haven't been reading any, <laughs> but I have been listening to some audio books recently, and counts. One, book, one book that I've listened to twice now that I recently restarted and finished while I was on my three-day kick of running uh, was Ready Player One by Ernest Klein. Oh, shit. Uh, as a hmm. as a video game guy, that's a huge, huge book. I don't know if any of y'all have listened to it, but no. they made a movie about it. Yeah, it's all the movie. It's the movie was amazing. Movie was quality. Movie was nowhere near as good as the book. Huh. Wow. My huh. God. One of my favorite books of all time. Uh, I, I think I listened to it for the first time. Uh, I, I want to say it came out maybe 2014, 2015, if not earlier. I think I listened to it the summer before freshman year for the first time and uh, listened to it again this past summer. Still holds up. And they're actually releasing a sequel to it. If they haven't released it already within this month, I think it comes out in November. Uh, So, so fucking good. It is incredible. Dude, I'm copping that book. Highly, highly recommend it. Uh, I've also been listening to the Gray Man novels, which is oh, a yeah. series that's about to be coming out uh, by the Russo brothers. It's a Netflix original series that's coming out. It, it won't be it won't be a TV series. It'll be a movie series. And Chris Chris Evans and Ryan Go- Ryan Gosling is going to be playing the main character in it. Chris that's Evans awesome. is going to be playing the bad guy from the first book. And my dad and I have been listening to all of them. My dad's actually farther than I am. He's, I, I want to say he's finished with the book series. I shout out Trey. Books, shout out to Trey. I, th- I think that I'm on probably book six or seven, if not four or five. Uh, they're so good. I mean, it's like very James Bondy, but American James Bondy. Uh, this like spy agent who the CIA is searching for, who the FBI, who everyone in the world is searching for. And he's going through all this stuff, trying to avoid everybody and carry out whatever mission he's on. It's crazy. It's incredible. Uh, but yeah, that's another really, really good series. And the first four books of that, that I've finished have been so fucking good. Mm. If you like, uh, military thrillers, check out the Brad Thor series brad the war all right i gotta look into that i've probably got a few a few audible credits left over because i've still got that subscription running and (laughs) recently so at 
at the end of the day, Griffin's favorite book that he's reading right now is Tax Two. Uh, <laughs> oh. No, so. <laughs> no, fuck that book. <laughs> that, that, oh shit! If I have to, if I have to look at another Tax Two, I was actually studying Tax Two today for eight hours. That's what I did all day at the library. But uh, the, shout out the to stuff shout of my out to Doctor Shaw. Uh, you beast! Thank you. <laughs> oh man that's awesome yeah all right yeah go ahead no that's it those those are my books all right man um what have you done recently that was just the best i know you know we got a note here says fuck covid we can all relate on that but like (laughs) you know favorite recent activity something you've done like there's been a party you talked about the other night about there was a party that you were hungover for uh, for a while like What's something you've done recently that you've enjoyed? Honestly, the the thing that I've most enjoyed, uh, the most has been the the two nights I spent with Khalil working on my song, because uh, I don't really get to work with other artists very often. It's it's really refreshing to get to have, especially someone that can sing, have somebody like that coming on, coming into my room, sitting and listening to my music and writing music and being able to mesh so well together khalil did that so well and it was it was really really fun for me but other than that i've had i've had a few nights in the last few weeks that i've been able to go out and like i'm at the age now and i'm sure you all can relate going out is just not like what it used to be (laughs) going out to the bars is not the kind of fun that it used to be uh, spending money like that's that's money that I could spend elsewhere in a more I don't know more enjoyable fashion but I've had I actually the the last couple times Garrett was in town me and my girlfriend Liz have come over to him and his girlfriend or his his girlfriend's house Ellie and we have had a really really nice night of playing cards and they cooked us dinner and that was that was really really nice because we don't get that very often. If I, honestly we don't get that at all. So, and, and y'all also both chipped in and got me a birthday gift for my birthday, which was last month, which was so generous. You didn't have to do that, but you did anyways. And it's still sitting at Ellie's house, and I haven't picked it up yet. Classic. <laughs> we, we were planning on going there, and then we both ended up going back to Mobile for a week. But we. Uh, we had a lot of fun playing cards and just relaxing, which is something we don't usually get, get to do. So it was something, it, it was really, really nice. Mm-hmm. It, I've, nice. Yeah, I've learned is you get post grad life, you start enjoying like simpler stuff a little more. <laughs> exactly. Makes you sound old, but I, <laughs> I mean, it must be kind of hard getting yeah. old, relatively speaking. Um, yeah. But yeah, and it was awesome having you on. And then also, I know our listeners got a sneak peek of what's to come later this week, um, but I guess uh, closing this out, where can they find uh, your music and when it drops? So uh, Thursday, 11 p.m. Central Time, midnight Eastern, you'll be able to find my new song under G Brew as the artist on Spotify, Apple, Tidal, SoundCloud, wherever you get your music. A song is called Half Past Gone. 
and it is featuring my buddy Khalil, known as Centrell. And I'm very excited for it. So yeah, you can find it wherever you want to. Just search Half Past Gone featuring Centrell or G Brew, and you should be able to find it. Awesome. Uh, yeah. All right. Thanks for yeah, having me on. Um, yeah, glad absolutely. to have you. Um, this is awesome. You, uh, you guys are gonna really enjoy the enjoy the song. Um, the thing I'm looking forward to most is what's gonna come after this first song. Um, because hearing it, you know, I can tell that this is not just a one-time thing. This is going to be the beginning of a, of a nice run. So, Griffin, dude, um, really appreciate you coming on tonight, sharing your time with us. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. Um, you know, had a lot of really cool perspective about music. We talked gaming. And one thing I always love is talking nostalgia. Love going down memory lane. So, enjoyed that. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. You're a renaissance man. We appreciate you coming on and uh, had a lot of fun with you. Are y'all's hearts and minds clear? I'm yeah, smiling for sure. Satisfied. Yeah, I'm thanks for coming sure. on, Griffin. You know, yeah, we're excited thanks. for you. The the start of something, you know, that's the first big single coming out. The start of something is always uh, very exciting. You know, we got started a couple months ago with this whole thing, and now we're on number 16. So we're excited to hear your 16th single as much as we are this first. <laughs> Well, thank you, Cameron. I appreciate it. And I've, I, I, I will admit that I haven't listened to everything that y'all have done, but I have listened to about five or six episodes. And from what I can tell, it's just so much damn fun for everything going on with BFT. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can tell that y'all are having a good time with it. So that's, that's all that matters, you know? That's what it's about. Having a good time and hanging out with the boys, you know? Yeah. Heard uh, boys. Just here. All right, fun. guys. Yep. All right. That's it. So uh, this is Butterfly Talk. We got Cameron, we got Blake, we got Brian and our guest host, the Renaissance man, Griffin Brewster. Thank you all for tuning in. Go check out Half Past Gone and stay tuned for episode 17. Who knows what will come next? See you guys. Y'all stay cool. See you. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>